0: Hello, let's bring it in. It is not Friday, and I am not Henry Abbott. He is off with the landed gentry somewhere, doing very important things. But I've got Coach Thorpe with me. How are you, sir?
1: I'm good. Yeah, I'm, uh... right, we've done this enough, you and me on a Friday, <laughs> we can go on Monday. <laughs>
0: we can make it a Monday. So we are now in the second round of the NBA playoffs. Um, we have some matchups that I think are pretty exciting. We saw some great games Sunday night. Uh, Let's start with the first one we saw, which was Grizzlies Warriors. And, you know, Coach, I I talked to you about this pre-show, and I kind of want to preface this with how we talk about this show. We talk about adjustments, you know, coaches adjusting to a different thing that a team is doing and how we combat that. But teams have to shift their mindset as well, right? You play a, a series against one kind of team, right, that does things one way, and then you do something against a different team. And this is not about saying, well, that team is terrible. This team is great. It's more just like, look, it's a different level of execution and expectation. The Timberwolves are fine. They're a super athletic team. they got a lot of good young talent are very promising. And, you know, things go right. They could be good for a very long time. That's who the Memphis Grizzlies played in six games. In many ways, kind of their mirror opposite, right? Well, now you're playing this Golden State Warriors team, which is slightly different, right? May not be as athletic, but, man, they've got championship pedigree. They're just so... That the Cuisinart, as you love to talk about, their level of execution very different to worry about than what you've worried about with the Timberwolves. So I think that also takes you a moment to adjust, though I thought the Grizzlies did well with that. Let's start with the final play. We talked about that in our little group chat. I thought it was a great play by Taylor, Taylor Jenkins. What did you see as a coach watching that?
1: Well, I'm going to leave one part out because I'm writing about it. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, the biggest mistake I thought that Memphis made on it, although I thought the play design was very good, not perfect, very good. Um, I know you think I, I saw in your document that on the hard Morant drive, there's a corner pass out to a uh, who, who so in the some.
0: Triple J trip was out. He was in the corner. When Otto Porter came down to sort of dig, that was you had Jaron Jackson Jr. right to your left, like behind the three point line. Was that a pass that was available to him?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, you probably feel it left-handed, although I think he can probably do that just fine. Uh, what I will say is um, going as fast as possible downhill is really hard to make the shot. And that angle with people coming, it's just really hard. Like he, He'd make that shot maybe three times in 10, maybe four times in 10. It's just really hard. And, um, I thought that they, I thought they could have, he had, he was so far back. Uh, I didn't think he needed to be that far Mm. back because no matter what, they were, they were not going to let him go back door. They let him come to the ball. And then he was going to play the get action with, with Clark. But, uh, listen, you know, I'm sure, Taylor felt like you know our best player getting a shot six inches from the rim or three you know foot out from the rim whatever is pretty good. Yeah. Same as how Utah lost their last you know the last game in that last play where Vodanovich is wide open. It's a, it's a good shot. Mm-hmm. Um, this is blackjack. Yeah. This is the defense is trying to force you to hit on sixteen, and sometimes you have to hit on thirteen, and sometimes you get hit on eleven, which is great because you're hoping for a ten. This was probably a fifteen or six. Yeah, probably a fourteen or fifteen. There's tougher shots to take. This is but this was very tough. So, um, you know, you wrote in the document that the way the styles come together, uh, it's very much contrasting the Eastern series. Uh, It's wide open, amazing guard play. And, um, you know, little guys make a big difference, Uh, even though Jackson is a shot blocker and green, of course, is incredible uh, defensively. The paint is op- more open. The, the, the way they attack offensively, so maybe it's prettier to look at. Which is, I don't care either way, um, but I know some people do. It's 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 probably must see TV from an aesthetic standpoint because of all the talent in the open space. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I think that's an excellent point you make, and that ties into again keeping your coach's hat on, which you, you really never take off. Um, you know, the dubs started the game small, right? They, they put Looney on the bench and they went with Draymond and, um, uh, and not pool, um, GP, Gary Payton, the second in the starting lineup to put some defense on the floor against ja. Yeah, And, and so. we talked about, you know, you've written about a series and you're still writing about the importance of big men in, in the postseason. You know, one of the Grizzlies advantages this year has been offensive rebounds, right? And second, second chance points and um, extended possessions. They didn't really win that battle. And Steven Adams is in COVID health and safety protocols right now. So that's another thing. But is this a series you think that Steven Adams can play uh, a vital role for the Grizzlies in terms of rebounding?
1: I do. Uh, Circling back real quick to your point before about um the adjustments going from series to series and i'll get to the adams part um i've always believed that if you are really pushed from an intensity level the series before it it gives you an advantage going forward the pelicans to me were pushed more than anyone i realized it was the same number of games as minnesota memphis that that's pretty close but pelicans have some defense got for you with herb and jose um and their size inside so I think that uh, I think that Memphis was well served. I think Golden State. I mean, Denver just has Jokic, so they were attentive. Uh, Milwaukee, even I'm sorry, uh, Brooklyn lost four games straight. The games were much closer, but the intensity wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. And so, even though Boston, it, it, first of all, it wasn't. It was. It, it, I know they call a five game uh, gentleman mm-hmm. sweep, um, five game series. I felt like the, the Celtics-Nets was more the gentleman sweep. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really a blowout. Mm-hmm. These, these were... One game was decided with a tenth of a second left mm-hmm. the, uh, right away. The other games were decided by, what, 13 right. points or yeah. so? Yeah. Um, at Brooklyn outshot him. shot, and we've talked about that. But uh, I don't... I think Brooklyn just did it because of those two guys, mm-hmm. one in particular, especially in, that, in one game, in the last game. And I thought Milwaukee... Has, they, they've already gone through this uh, enough times, even though Boston's had a couple guys that have, maybe three, mm-hmm. going back some years when they made the Easter as finals uh, twice. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't feel that same energy from them enough. Offensively, really, because defensively, they were very good. Uh, Milwaukee's numbers were not, it was 101 right. points in the game. They're averaging like 115 per 100 possessions, and they got, you know... 101, uh, and when Giannis was on the court, they scored 80-something points in 36 minutes. Nothing great. right? Like, this was a defensive battle. Mm -hmm. I think the mindset, the Golden's, uh, uh, Milwaukee found something while you and I were doing our shows for after every game, if you remember, Mm -hmm. in the Phoenix series. Milwaukee, they just kind of doubled down on saying, fuck it, we're going to the paint. We're beating your ass. And it worked. And I think they have that to go back to, that reference point to go back to. Um, Have you ever seen the, uh, in my opinion, the best superhero movie ever made was Batman Begins, Mm -hmm, Christian Bale? Uh, You know, that scene where he falls into the well and the the bats Mm -hmm. are there. And they reference it a a few times in the movie. And I feel like what they were saying is uh, that was fear. There's a little boy trapped in a mine full of, you know, a million bats. And it didn't kill him. Yeah, yeah. He can use that as a reference point. I think that Milwaukee has earned something with that. And they, they, they can dictate offensively. Everyone thinks you dictate defensively. They can dictate offensively no matter what. Whereas Boston allowed Milwaukee to dictate to them, and they did. Boston made some decisions to shoot more. And I can, I'm happy to go into the details if you want to. I'm writing about that too a little bit, but I'm happy to talk about that. Um, and I and I, I think they're going to be fine. I'm not like if I I still think Boston has a great chance to win the right. series, but but they have to they have to strap it on offensively. What what are we going to do? Are we just going to shoot fifty threes a game? And if that's the case, well, I hope you make them. Right. Hope you make it good enough. I think they can target attacks more, and they did not need to do that against Brooklyn. They weren't pushed the same. Milwaukee is going to force them to, to get better.
0: And so that so you're you're basically tying that into the Golden State Memphis series, right? This idea of Memphis having to play a certain kind of way against Minnesota that they didn't have to do against, uh, that they had to do when they play in this series against Golden State, right? It was Golden State, you know, as you mentioned, Jokic was fine, but you're not worried about anybody else on that roster. So this is a different kind of series. So we talked about Adams, right? Like what role right. can Adams play in this series? If he comes out of health and safety protocols.
1: Right. So I, uh... I thought they made a mistake pulling him out. I've been writing about that. Uh, And they obviously got through in six, which is what I thought they would do. I thought it'd be two, two. And they had just more outs the last two games. I got lucky. You know, that doesn't always happen. They obviously was a close series, Uh, but he he can't guard cat, but he can guard Draymond green and come Looney. (laughs) to your, I know that's what you mean. (laughs) Um, And I think it's, I, and you pointed out, like, they didn't kill him on the glass. It might have been tied in offensive I, I rebounds. Think
0: the, I think the Warriors actually out-rebounded out, out him on the glass, actually. May, I,
1: yeah. yeah, maybe out-rebounded but I thought offensive of rebounds may be the same. Yeah. But I think Memphis led the league in offensive the rebounds, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's I believe that Golden, uh, that Golden State is susceptible and Memphis is elite at that part of the game. And you're, you're going to get Cuisinarted. Mm-hmm. You're going to get sliced and dice. Mm-hmm. You're going to get some threes against you and, and, big numbers and surges, mm-hmm. but you can also take a pound of flesh a bunch of times, mm-hmm. which those big mm-hmm. fucking bodies inside and make them work. Um, I also t- think Draymond, uh, uh, Gerald, I think it's funny. I think Draymond going out mm-hmm. and I want to, I want yeah. to get your opinion on it. Cause I really watched it this morning and I have, a, I don't know if it's interesting, but I have a I have my own take on it. Um, I almost feel like it helped golden state a little bit because I think Memphis felt like, all right, we got this one and I'm not, I didn't see it. Right. I'm not suggesting anyone weighs the flag. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to win for sure. It, but I did know human nature. And I think it, you have to think that uh, if you watch professional golfers and hear them, and I know you do some, I learned this years ago reading all these books about them. They always expect their opponent to make the big play. Mm-hmm. You always just expect it right. because if you don't expect mm-hmm. it and they make it, it rocks mm-hmm. you. So to me, the, this is exactly what I would teach athletes and do teach athletes. No matter what happens, just expect to get their best. So Draymond Green's out. Oh, fuck. They're going to play amazing defense now. Don't let yourself think mm-hmm, that they won't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I, But I think it helped Golden State for one game. Draymond doesn't play the rest of the series. I think Memphis wins. But he's going to play the yeah, rest oh, of the yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. Unless he keeps getting a
0: Right. It was just a flagrant um, two. So I mean, he does have two flagrant foul points, which he did say – Draymond, as you know, Ever the Entertainer, did an emergency podcast right after the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. And talked about, well, I hope the league rescinds that and maybe gives, knocks it down to a flagrant one because now I got two points. So if I get two more, I'm going to get suspended for a game. Uh, so, you know. What,
1: what, what did he say about the play? And What do you think?
0: Okay. So Draymond said that he, he's like, if you watch the video, I'm holding, I'm helping, I'm trying to hold the guy up at the end. And that isn't the issue. I think the issue was in the play, he. Comes down and makes contact with Clark's face. The angle yep. that you kept it kept showing on ABC—you couldn't see it from there. There was another angle on the right-hand side of to, to Draymond's right that you can see. Oh yep. yeah, he definitely hit him in the face. And right in the face. And I understand. It's the, the league has these. It's like the letter of the law versus the intent. All that. Once you make contact, the head, face, automatic. I get it. Now, do I think Draymond was trying to injure him? And no, he was making a swipe at well, the ball. Well, I tried. I tried. Help me. What? How do you
1: differentiate flagrant one and flagrant two? I really don't know.
0: I believe it is it, it, it unnecessary basketball play is a flagrant two. Like that was, you know, unnecessary uh, movement. Like there was no basketball I- intent here. Like your your intent was to potentially physically injure. Is what I believe the, the the drawing line is.
1: Okay, so then I think it was a bad call. I didn't I didn't yeah. know what the rule was. I'm all. It was definitely a flagrant. For one. Sure. you can't be hitting For guys sure. in the head. What, what I, I, I never thought intent mattered for a flagrant one. And so this would be the same. Hit him in the head, that, you get a flagrant one. I think Draymond was trying to get the ball. I do. And missed. Yeah.
0: And it got him in the I, face. I think he was
1: trying to knock, yeah. knock the ball down. Mm-hmm. And, and then, and, and the re- here's why I think that. I think if he was trying to hit him in the face, he wouldn't have grabbed his jersey to keep right. him up. Right. But ha- having played, yeah. I don't know, eight million minutes of basketball in my right. life, right. I was never Draymond Green. But I, I wasn't a soft player. My, our coach was Bobby Knight, basically. Just, when you want to think of my coach, who I didn't like at all, uh, and I didn't mention him once in my 275-page book for a reason, but just assume I played for Bobby okay. Knight. So an ass-kicking motherfucker, mm-hmm. okay? But he loved Jesus, so we never cussed. <laughs> <laughs> but trust me, in his mind, he thought we were all dirty, stupid motherfuckers. So um, I, mean, I broke my best friend's jaw, not on purpose, but I was pissed off, and he set a screen on me, and I fucking threw my shoulder into him, and I just started growing, and I broke his jaw. I've seen a guy get 120 stitches. He bled all over my, oh, my bag. <laughs> he used my bag to put his fucking <laughs> head up. So, uh, but a, th- a few times I hit someone and did not mean to, the first instinct is to grab them. Mm-hmm. And and so I didn't know if Draymond tried him on the face until I saw yeah. him kind of grab right. his jersey. And that made me think he just missed. Correct. So you get a flagrant mm-hmm. one. And you move on. I would not have done the flagrant two. I'm guessing his agent has already made that pitch to the league. He did it last yeah. night. The agent, I'm sure, said he was trying to get the ball and fucking yeah, missed.
0: Yeah. That's it. I, I, He's not dumb. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, it, it goes – it gets rescinded. If Adam and who I forget who runs that, that part. Not Stu Jackson, but maybe Stu, Stu left that maybe job. Kiki? Kiki Hannaway? Maybe Kiki. Whoever rescinds it, it goes back know. and is like, no, yeah, no, that wasn't that. Now, <laughs> to, to the Grizzlies credit, Clark, after the game, was like, ah, I've been watching Draymond do that his whole career. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> like, you know, it, it is what it is. Draymond is – that dude is a warrior. Oh, Clark can play. Draymond is a... He, he went to Gonzaga, he right? He did. Draymond's a dude that plays on the on, on the edge, right? We know that. That is that is what makes the yeah. Warriors so good. Sometimes he comes a little bit too far to one side of that line, right? But do you think... But Gerard, do you think
1: it was Draymond and that's why he got the yes. two? And I, that, I, I that, think, if that had been Curry, yo, it's a one. It was Curry, it
0: was a one, and we move on. Yeah, it's, reputation matters, right? Just like... the Funny you mentioned that. Just like that. Someone who is foul prone, like Jaron Jackson Jr., when he doesn't foul, the rupture's like, oh, you must have fouled. Like, it, listen, it's it's human beings, right? If they're used to you doing something, they're going to always assume you're doing it because you've given them evidence to suggest that that's what you do, right? Like, so it's, yeah, guys have to shake reputations in this league sometimes, and it's hard, you know?
1: I want to tell you something funny. So I'm listening on satellite radio driving home from Miami, and the grizzlies telecast the radio broadcast mm-hmm. is the one they're using for nba radio and all their every whistle oh my god how would they missed the travel that was a foul it wasn't a foul i mean they're allowed to be homers but you would have thought it was 11 referees all calling stuff against the grizzlies and then the flagrant happens and all they talk about it's got to be a flagrant run if it, and then uh, the, the 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 color commentator said if that was Steph Curry they're definitely getting ejected but he said that as if meaning if Steph Cruz was one hit in the right. face. He said that as if there's no way they're going to eject this guy because it's not Steph Curry that got hit in the face. And they were speechless <laughs> when it was a play <laughs> two too. Because you know what? They really aren't rooting for the Golden State Warriors here, right, pal. Right. Like, the referees don't care. They want to get the call right. right. Maybe they didn't. Right. Um, I thought I just thought that was funny that these these announcers are. such oh,
0: I mean, they're home. I mean, they're they work for the team essentially. Like you're, that's that's yeah, what you do. Certainly. So it's so it is. Yeah, you you are a homer yeah. for sure. Um, I will say, you know, I thought that game one with the Draymond ejection and with, you know, the Timberwolves, Tibberwol- the, the Grizzlies coming off that 36 hours really since they won Game Six. Right. I thought because the game was tight the whole way. The great, great game. Some some parts where some silly plays were made. But I thought that this game losing losing this game would hurt the Grizzlies more than it would hurt the Warriors, just because of their inexperience Agreed. in this. Right? If the Warriors went down 0-1, they'd have been like, "What? We've done this before." We're... And again, the Grizzlies are saying all the right things, but this one might hurt them a little more. I feel like emotionally. Well,
1: right. I think you're right, but I think it's for this reason. I don't think they're the better team. Yes, I think I think Golden State was the four seed, because, right three, four three. seed. Three mm-hmm. seed, hello, I'm an idiot. Of course, they're the a three seed. Only because of injuries. Yes. And, and injuries are part of the game. You, you go, Memphis apologizes for nothing to be a second seed. But Memphis is the third Correct. seed, meaning Golden State was the better team. If they, they, I mean, Memphis had some injuries now with John Rant. we know. Mm-hmm. And it worked out just fine. Golden State went through it worse. Mm-hmm. I think they're the better team. And so now you're giving a, you've you given the better team a 1-0 lead. Mm-hmm. I don't even care about home court advantage so much. Right. That's a second issue. That's a issue that they now have to win three of six mm. and they're the better yes. team yes and so that's why i think you're exactly right that you uh, you've got and, and there's less pressure on them listen goals they can absolutely win game two of course they the series won't be over it won't look great but it won't be over because memphis is very good they are for real they're gonna be for real for a long time but uh this is a group that you know they're going in gerard saying man we just beat their ass And we didn't have
0: Draymond Mm -hmm. for more than half the game. And for the the whole second half, and Curry didn't shoot the ball well. Like, there's so many that did not go well for them, right? Yeah, he missed
1: him open three, late.
0: And I, you know, and this was maybe not the only one, but this was the Jaron Jackson game, right? I mean, 33, 9, or 10, and whatever. Like, I was like, he's not doing that. Right? It's just like, damn it. That's the game. When he does that, you got to win that game, right? Like, so, but you
1: put in the documents, Gerard. uh, can he build on this mm-hmm. when you mentioned he had three fouls in the second quarter and didn't pick up a fourth? Mm-hmm. And so uh, whether it's whether you did it wittingly or not, you're asking the right question. And it gives you the perfect answer, which is, well, number one, I have no idea <laughs> if he can do this again or not. Instantly. But but you know that I think he was the best prospect mm-hmm. in the draft. Mm-hmm. And I seem like an idiot because Luca was in that draft and Trey was in that draft. Oh, yeah, right? oh, Yes, yeah. Luca and Trey. But yeah. I said the same thing. Yeah. yeah. All right, so good. You and I are we're stupid <laughs> together. I like it. It's good to be dumb in numbers. Um, but if, if, if this is the journey, he has to score to 30. But if he can do 24 and lead the league in block shots, which he can, and be a, a first-team all Defensive player, which is possible, mm-hmm. well, now we're talking about Tim Duncan 2.0, which is what mm-hmm. I wrote <laughs> three years mm-hmm. ago. And yes, well, how do you do that? Well, you do this kind of stuff consistently. It doesn't mean you're doing 30 a night, but you're not doing the clunker mm-hmm. games. Like, if you look up the best players in the league every year, they have very few clunker games. I once, I once had a, 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 a longtime assistant coach, who's a buddy of mine, say to me, uh, I'm sorry, uh, this was a scout, not a coach, and he's not a buddy of mine. He's kind of an idiot. I have another friend <laughs> that agreed with me that, that I'll mention in a second. The scout said, every player has got 15 you know, bullshit games. You never worry about it. And I don't agree with that. I think every average player does. But the superstars don't, the stars don't have 15. They have five or seven or Mm -hmm. eight, depending on uh, uh, how their health is and who you're playing. You can't have the clunker games. When I talked to my assistant coaching friend, he agreed. This guy coached for, you know, great, great franchise. like the Suns and the Celtics, I think. And it's Knicks in some good years. And the best players just almost always bring impactful games. They might shoot Mm -hmm. poorly. Doesn't mean they play Mm -hmm. poorly. And that's where Jaron Jackson's defense and rebounding come in. It's got to get better as a rebounder. Got to get better as a passer, not fouling. And then if you make, you know, three of seven from three and you do the other stuff, it's a great mm-hmm. game. If you don't, it's a very good game. And you do that consistently. And that's how you're competing for all NBA Yeah, players.
0: and I think, you know, we're, we're high on Jaron here. And again, I, I hope he's able to build on that in this, in this series. You know, that's a perfect segue, coach, because let's talk about the Bucks celtics series. And Giannis, that was Giannis in game one. He took 25 shots to score 20 points, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere in that range. He shot 36% from the field, so not great, but he impacted this game immensely, right? Rebounding, passing the ball, defense, and it's like, look, this is what you're saying. When you're an elite player, you may not be efficient all the time because of the playoffs, and guys want to stop you and all that, but your impact is still felt, and he got rid of the ball quickly, I thought, uh, in the game, kind of almost sensed the double coming and knew where it was coming from to find open guys now. Will Milwaukee always shoot that great from three with Grayson Allen and everybody else? Probably not, right? now having Middleton, but I think that was an excellent game one. And you, you talked about it before. This is just a different team, right? The Brooklyn win was a sweep, 18 total combined points. But, I mean, this is almost mirror opposite, right? Like, Milwaukee's physical. Like, Marcus Smart, Drew, Drew Holiday is you, but a better version than you, right? So, this whole point of attack thing where, like, you had Kyrie in the round before or Goran Gron- Dragic. No, much different here, my friend. They also start three bigs, going back to your, your bigs in, in, in the playoffs. Giannis, Brooke Lopez, and, and uh, Bobby Portis. Everybody is the shortest guy, is 6'10", out of those three. That's very different than shooting over cones and Patty Mills and Seth Curry and those guys. And I think they were like, oh, wait a minute. We got to get adjusted to this. So what did, what did you see from the, the Milwaukee Bucks big men? You see, this is the joys of modern technology. And when you have to record from different locales and you've got all kinds of technology involved, things just happen. But we were talking about Brooke Lopez and the Bucks starting three big guys, which is a, a rarity in, in, these po- in this post-season. But coach, why are they able to do it effectively? Specifically, what has Brooke Lopez learned last year during their finals run?
1: Yeah, just, you know, he I, I, don't, I don't know if he learned as much as he got comfortable just getting up and... uh not being afraid to get blown by because you have Giannis. And now you have Portis when, he, when all three are on the court. And I, I think what they're thinking is Brown and Tatum both would rather shoot jumpers. Smart really isn't great at any of that, um, driving or shooting. Not that Tatum and Brown can't beat each other when they can. But they're, they're, when I coach guys to go against Jason Tatum, I, I tell them to stay pressed up, make them go go of the basket. Because he's so good at stopping and popping. Either way, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> you better hope for help. Uh, but I, I, I believe what Milwaukee... Milwaukee has such a good reputation now at, at you're just not going to get a clean look in the paint that I think Boston thought going in, let's just let her fly. I feel like it was the same way as the Spurs versus the Heat in LeBron's last season in Miami, where Pop knew, let's take the first shot we can get. Let's not work to good to great because we're not going to get great out of good because they're too fast. So we get open, boom. Let it go. And I thought that's what Boston did last night. It didn't work. Mm. But I think it can. I think it can work. And uh, they can spot target when to drive more, you know, when they're not having two or three bigs in the game, uh, in certain matchups, you know. But, boy, having having Giannis. You know, I, I always say Jokic is the best player in the world, but I don't know. If <laughs> right. Giannis, Giannis is so incredible on that end. Uh, Jokic is a very good defender. Giannis is mm. elite. When he's plugged in like this, he's everywhere, and they 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 know who they are.
0: So you mentioned uh, you did in our in our little group WhatsApp chat last night. You talked about can someone check out the most threes? And it was like, oh, Boston. When are they, when else do they do that this season against Milwaukee? And so what everyone knows is that is Milwaukee's preferred strategy, right? We're giving you literally nothing in the paint, and you have to shoot jumpers and threes mainly to beat us. And what they do is, in, when the defense is clicking, it's the right people they want shooting threes, right? So, do you think that that strategy is good because, well, the three-point shot is just so high variance that, yeah, you can be hot for three, four games and beat us, but we're going to guess over the long haul, you're not going to make enough threes to beat us. What, What do you think about that strategy of, yeah, we give up threes. That's what we do.
1: I think that they've got great contesters. They've got elite defenders on the perimeter and then a little bit inside and i think it's a calculated risk that they feel confident about blackjack um, that you're not just going to make 25 24 22 threes in a game and beat them and uh, the question is will they pivot if they ever needed to like if they played golden mm-hmm. state Yeah, you know, i don't know if you can going to let Poole no, and curry play not cuz they will make they'll make 33s yeah. <laughs> yeah but boston boston's fine shooting but they're not amazing you know a lot of these a lot of these guys taking those threes are 35 36% 33% Derek White's 29%, 30%. Um, Horford is an – okay. I I wrote it down, actually. Horford is shooting uh, 34% on the year. Like, I think that's in the regular Mm -hmm. season. It's not the pressure Mm -hmm. of the playoffs. I think it's a calculated risk that has bode very well for them. Now that they're attacking offensively and not just getting three-point matches – I think they feel really good with their strategy and i can't argue yeah with
0: i think for and you know again this it, one game does not define a series series isn't over whatever i think everybody right. needs to realize is it the box did win the championship last year right so let's give them some credit they're not they weren't going to come in here and roll over and get swept i do think in a tight game and in a close game situation they're going to really miss chris middleton um not just because of what he does uh offensively what he does defensively as well and he's another ball handler right because think about it right now who are their ball handlers Giannis and Drew it's kind of it I mean Javon Carter off the bench like who who is the ball handler to get them into things and Chris particularly late you know you can run pick and roll with him you know you can give him I mean he's an excellent shooter and you can do things there right and we saw that last year he closed so many playoff games for them because of that skill set and not having that's going to be tough and You know, Drew was big last night, and I think, to your point, you always talk about this with him, he's going to have to do more of that, right? Be more of that on-ball creator, and, hey, I can also score 20-something points a night as well.
1: He needs to. He he and Chris Paul both need to be assertive that way. And uh, if there's anyone I can root for in the league, it's Drew. He's just such an amazing person, and I'm so proud of him. And um, I think he gets it. And so I think you're right. Uh, Chris, Chris is a bailout guy for them because he can shoot the jumper in a way Giannis really can't not typically anyway, uh, he has moments. Um, but I also think it's a bit of a, uh, we're just kind of checking to see on Giannis's greatness because, you know, LeBron drags some pretty average teams. <laughs> Let's see what yeah. he can do. And Now Boston's no joke or, you know, in metrics, love him the most metrics, love him the most. So I think, um, we're going to find yeah. out, you know, if Giannis can get them through this without Chris, that's, really I mean
0: that's that's and i mean and it wouldn't surprise you if he did right i mean i mean he is the honest
1: no no (laughs) no wouldn't surprise me one bit i i it's funny before the game uh two days ago i thought to myself i think boston's gonna beat phoenix now i've Mm. never thought that before but i was just driving down in miami on friday and i kept thinking about tatum and uh smart and uh Brown versus Phoenix's
0: Paul Booker. Yeah. Cards. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. I just started thinking. And then, you know, Aiton, he's not going to eat very much because of the Celtics bigs. But I don't know how the Suns are going to score so well. I think it could be a great series. But they got their hands full right now. And it's not going to be easier going forward. If Miami gets healthy, if the Sixers, mm-hmm. you know, now that we know Lowry's out and uh, Butler might mm-hmm. be out, Philly just has to split. And then they get Embiid back, and he's going to be angry, and he's going to have a mask on. <laughs> he's going to be a scary fucker, man. Be, oh, man
0: let, let, let's pivot to that series. So, you know, when we heard the news that Embiid was going to miss the first two games with the fractured orbital bone, I think most people thought, okay, they're going down 0-2. <laughs> like, that's yeah. that's a definite. No doubt about that. Um, but now Lowry's out, Butler maybe. It, what did we say about a month ago, Coach? Injuries will decide this postseason. And sure enough, here we are. Speaking of injury, just to go back to the last series, Jalen Brown clearly dealing with some kind of a lingering hamstring issue. And Marcus Mark got banged up a lot this this game. Who knows what they're gonna look like come game two? So just keep that in mind. Who's got healthy bodies, right? Like coming into coming into May and June. That's who's gonna be, le- be left standing, is what it looks like. Um, so now you're thinking if you're Philly, okay. They don't got Lowry. They don't have, they don't, they may not have Jimmy Butler. If you're James Harden, you gotta be thinking, you know, we can probably steal this game now. Here's the challenge. There, James Harden has not looked like an All NBA MVP player since God, I don't know <laughs> when he was in Houston two years ago. I mean, he looked good in Brooklyn last year, uh, but but was before the hamstring. But hasn't looked good since the hamstrings. And you know, I thought I thought the game six he did yeah, he, he did he facilitated he, he got a little bit of burst. Yeah, yeah, he, he, right. He didn't score right, a forty, right.
1: but I thought I thought he looked uh, that was a Harden game. Yeah. It just wasn't the old Harden. Game.
0: It's, a new, it's a new Harden you know?
1: now. Yeah, it's more like Chris Paul with some yeah, scoring, yeah. right? Which is Chris Paul did in his Game Six, <laughs> you know, with fourteen out of fourteen. What a joke that he was! was Incredible. Um, so Harden needs to do it again. Yeah. If I, if I was Philly, I would uh, I would do everything I could to win Game One with Butler being out. Uh, if Butler's out, and then I would definitely sit James Harden in Game
0: six. And you know, coaches won't do. I mean, Doc yeah. especially won't do that. I mean, but. Just, yeah. <laughs> but you know that. that's just a smart move let him
1: get as much rest
0: because you're gonna you're probably gonna lose that game anyway right like you're probably gonna
1: lose the game anyway and if Butler's back now if Butler's out different story uh but if Butler's back which is that they expect if he even if he hasn't missed game one um if he, if he missed game one he probably plays game two that's what I would do but but meanwhile, meanwhile if Butler doesn't play tonight it's all yeah, on. yeah and it,
0: it's yeah and it's interesting because last series with Philly we thought we're like, man, Toronto, you guys can't even beat this team. I mean, and then Game Six, they kind of showed out and and did their thing. But Embiid is such a massive part about of, of what they do, and without him, yeah. it puts yeah. so much pressure on Harden, Maxi, and you know, we don't talk about Philly coach. We never mentioned Tobias Harris, and that's really an indictment on Harris, right? It's like, dude, like, how is this not an opportunity for you now to be like, okay, you know, like, I can do my thing here, and I don't know, it's just not. He hasn't been, hasn't been the guy. He has moments. Uh, Max, he's the guy mm-hmm. now
1: uh, yeah. with Harden, you know, and Joel. And uh, uh, I think Philly feels a little slighted because everyone was jumping off their bandwagon mm. after they lost two in a row, and they, they drilled Toronto. They, they did. They deserved everything. Uh, uh, if They can find a way just to keep it close in game one, make Miami make plays, give them some confidence, knowing they got Joel coming. It should be a great series now.
0: It's interesting about Miami. So no, if, there, if there is no Jimmy and no Kyle, offensively yes they have um Tyler Hero and they have Duncan Robinson but I I, again the thing we worried about Miami all year was their ability to execute offensively in the half court like I'm just kind of like I don't like their offense and Bam is someone to me who in this series especially with no Embiid he should be feasting in this series but I just I don't know Bam Bam offensively is just not that guy to me so being in Miami
1: this weekend, uh, with a whole bunch of people who are family to me and go to every Heat game, uh, they think Bam's hurt. Mm. They've watched every game he's played. A lot of these guys have seen tickets. Uh, and uh, one of them is a data guy and mm. studies the game. And he thinks Bam isn't 100% because he's just not the same yeah. person. So you're, you're not the only one saying that. He, all these guys did too. Uh, we'll find out. He needs to sell out now that you know, there's no one uh, nothing basketball, Paul. I like Hollywood's favorite player, Paul mm-hmm. Reed. But, um, uh, Bam should, yeah, you know, go to mm-hmm. work. So we'll have to see. Yeah,
0: this, this, will be an inter- this will be an interesting one. Um, moving back over to the Western Conference, uh, game that series is going to be tonight. Game one, Suns Mavericks. Um, Luka Doncic, of course, could easily be the best player in that whole series, right? And we often say, if you're the best player in the series, you can win, right? And with the way Dallas guards, yep. Um, you know, all you need is Luca to do his 30. Actually, all you need Luca to do is basically do what he averages in the playoffs 30 something, eight and eight, and uh, good enough, (laughs) and we'll we'll win games. But I think this Phoenix team, in particular, Mikhail Bridges, what he does defensively, I think is huge. And look, you're never, it's not about stopping superstars because you don't, it's making Luca score 30 on 30 shots, right? Make him waste possessions, be inefficient, and not and other guys not getting involved. And I think the Phoenix Suns defense, and to your point about. Teams that had to get ratcheted up the round before, having no, they both had to ratchet up, right? Because of Utah. And, but the Pelicans pushed the Suns in a way they probably weren't expecting. And they needed that after they breezed through the regular season. And this was good for them.
1: I think it was. And uh, Aiden talked about uh, having to play bully ball, basically. Like, we're, we're going to try to pound them inside. They find ways to beat you. They can go inside. They can go outside. Perimeter post get on the glass, play great defense, make smart plays, be, be the veteran team. This is Dallas. Uh, with Jason Kibbs' ass. is this, you know, um, I forget the phraseology, but basically doesn't, this is all gravy mm-hmm. in a sense. You guys got on in the first round, right? <laughs> but I don't think you'll take that approach. Right. They're obviously, you know, Luke is super competitive. Um, I, I definitely give Phoenix the edge. They're the, they're the better team. And, um, if, if Aiden can't score inside, uh, it's a problem, yeah. but I think he'll be able to. And I think Booker, we'll see how Booker's mm. doing. He was not hundred percent before, but I, I think he's better. So if he's eighty percent or so, I think they should win this yeah. Year.
0: And I think, you know, again it'll be an adjustment for Dallas as well, right? You had an environment against the Utah Jazz where let's be honest, I mean, you could pick on anybody on the in that series, with the exception of Rudy, right? But like you can do dirt in certain things to attack them. Offensively, because their de- perimeter defenders are just terrible. I mean, Donovan Mitchell was atrocious defensively in that series, as was the rest of their perimeter defenders. Not quite the same with Phoenix, right? You're not going to have that easy layup lines of the rim and be able to kick it around and get all those threes. So I think it, it might be a quick, oh wait, this is the team that actually provides resistance, right? And we have to we have to be a little bit better about how we execute there. And look, like you and you mentioned Booker's injury. I think you know the hamstring thing. We saw what it did to Harden last year. Like hamstrings get better by rest, not by playing. So, uh, I mean, you know, they, their best hope is that they finish the series as quickly as possible and the other one goes long yeah. so that he can get rest. Otherwise, you know, this could set up where Golden State could find themselves coming out of the Western Conference. You know, I, I think Memphis will extend that series and make it competitive. That's what I want to see from them anyway. I'd like to see them make it six games. I just think the Warriors' corporate knowledge and their championship know-how is too much to overcome. And the, as you said, they're a better team.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with everything. Uh, Luca, like we talked about with Giannis, you know, these the best players in the world sometimes can just overcome everything else. We saw that with LeBron and Jordan for, over the years, obviously, Magic, Bird. Well, Luca's got a chance to be one of those players. Mm-hmm. So they they they're built around him. i uh, I tell you one thing that was cool listening to Memphis go and stay on the radio is the announcers got work to do. In a Dallas game, it's going to be Luca in the middle of the floor. Luca, 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 Luca. So that will be, yeah, not, not quite the. Uh, and I don't think Chris Paul is going to be be able to do a good job on Jalen Brunson. You're not going to bully Chris Paul, right? right. Jalen Brunson bullies some people. Uh, I mean, he I bullied all of Utah. I mean, they, he killed those guys. Yeah,
0: yeah he, did. he did. He
1: did. He did for sure. He did. Yeah, I'm going to write about that this uh, next week, uh, Rudy Gobert in Utah. But um, yeah, I think Phoenix is the better matchup in Monty as a, I think the is a better coach and has done that. And they have a, they kind of play with a better purpose, a bit of bigger purpose, bigger ambition.
0: So right now, who do you think, uh, what are our, what are our conference finals matchups going to be?
1: If Embiid was healthy, uh, I think I would lean Philadelphia mm. versus, um, but he's not. And even the face mask, I'm concerned I'm still leaning Boston Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would not discount Philly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not discounting that. And
0: you think the Middleton thing too much for for Milwaukee to overcome? I do.
1: I do. I think that uh, they're going to slowly tweak it where they can take Giannis out more. And, um, you know, I don't know. What do you think?
0: I, I, I'm with you there because I think there's still a world in which you can make Giannis into a jump shooter. And if he has to reliably do that. That's not as good as him getting to the I mean, that, right? Him getting to the rim is what's like, oh, crap, we got nothing because he's a monster. And we're getting fouled because he's right. be better now. So now the situation is he maybe he gets into foul trouble now because he's battling into the lane. And, you know, Boston wasn't able to take advantage of him when he was off the floor in that game yesterday. I imagine yeah. they fixed that. And there might be a game where Giannis picks up two offensive fouls early. And now, crap, what, what do you, where is your consistent offense coming from now if you're Milwaukee? It's got to be Drew. And they're strong. Mm-hmm. Boston's mm-hmm. strong. Like Rob, Williams, uh, Rob Williams is a big dude.
1: Horford. Grant Williams. I, I
0: want to talk about Horford with you because you're intimately familiar with those guys and that team because they were down yeah. in Florida, et cetera. And I joked about this in our chat, but Al Horford's like a thousand years old. Did he do some special trip to a doctor we don't know about? Like, how is it at this age he is able to he's not stopping, but I mean he knows where Giannis is going. He's not getting pushed. I'm like, you're not like you're not 20. You're you're an old guy.
1: He knows angles really well. He's always he's like Tim Duck in that way. He's always been really good at angles and it's a big advantage. Uh he's moving great he's though. moving excellent. He's moving great. Yeah, he's it's amazing what he's doing. Uh I mean playing such a high level. He may have done such a great job in recognizing that this guy
0: can be our starter. I mean, he couldn't play in Philly a year ago. That's what- That's what's so odd. I'm like, what what's all of a sudden happening now that you're just looking like, you know, I guess look, environment matters, right? It's what you always talk about, like the royal coaching strategy. Yeah. And and he and Embiid
1: are more duplicative. They're both more lumbering than Robert Williams in Orford. Robert Williams is so agile athletic and can really give so much energy defensively. Embiid's not gonna do that. Uh because he's gotta score so Mm -hmm. much, you know, he's so important on that side. But it's uh yeah, like I said, he's I've said this he's, you know. He won a championship in 06. <laughs> right, what what grade was Anthony Edwards in? Right, Anthony Edwards, what grade with <laughs> Yeah. Come on, first grade, second grade. I mean, he's not, he played on the best college, in my opinion, the best most the most impressive college wins in, of the modern time were the, the back-to-back mm-hmm. Florida ones. If you look over two years, because only Duke did it, in 1991 or '91 '92, whatever it was. Um, and you know, those guys were children. Little children, yeah. and he's doing so well. Super professional guy, super bright. Um, and uh, boy, they really execute.
0: Did you see Brad Stevens game? I did. It was after I Drew Holiday Three. He was like, Okay, I've seen enough. Good night.
1: <laughs> I, I, um, you know this, and I, I don't know that it, it's gonna happen, but you know, I've been offered an opportunity to do something pretty big mm-hmm. overseas that won't require me to leave, but I'll be in that same kind of position. And oh, I definitely think I'll be walking <laughs> out of the room. Sometimes.
0: <laughs> I do now for
1: my son's team. I'm like, I
0: can't. and, and we'll we'll, yeah. we'll make a meme out of it. Up, oh, that's it. Thorpe's out of here. <laughs> Game yeah. over. <laughs> yeah,
1: I thought. I just thought. I saw Brad Stevens leaving. I thought my my wife didn't see it, but she she if she, if she did, she would say, David, that looks <laughs> like you and Like I just can't take it anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's over. The you know recharge back the next day. Like I don't think Boston's right, gonna be. fine. Right. They're gonna be fine. They'll figure it out. It,
0: it's it's interesting. So as a coach, I, I love your insight on this. It will it will wrap here. How, I mean, you always want to be competitive, and you're like you know. But like you know, when a game it's just not. It's not your night, right? Like so. As as a coach, how do you present differently? Right. It's different when you're a GM. You can just walk out because it's like whatever. Right. But how right. do you present differently when it's a coach? And you know, it it, it ain't happening tonight.
1: I, I would well. The same thing is in reverse. When when you're up 25, Coach Rivers, pull out your best play four minutes to play. That's a whole other thing. Uh, you you were your subs and you coach the hell out of them. Yeah, you coach the hell out of them and try to build some momentum. Uh, you know, uh, you want to get some spirit going. Yeah, I, I'm not. I, I tell you one thing I never did. So sit and just
0: and just, and and just sit there. Yeah,
1: I, I never sit in practice. <laughs> I, I mean, as an old man, I don't sit down. I walk into a gym. I never sit down. If I'm coaching at all, I never sit down uh i just is my own personal thing when i do i'll probably retire that's <laughs> when you know it's uh, time for me to do something else now <laughs> yeah i can't i can't stand um i mean i when i talk on the phone with you or whatever i'm pacing yep. i'm always moving but yes i i gotta those guys deserve to be coached yeah, up no you're right that second unit third unit deserve to be coached up so but yeah brad doing it doesn't <laughs> affect anything he's moving on hey next game let's start the yep. tape Let's do what I can do to support my coaches. That's what you're supposed yeah, to do.
0: No, absolutely. Well, folks, we will see you guys on Friday. We'll b- By Friday, God, we'll be already two, three games into the, co- to the conference semis. So things might look a lot different for some teams. I mean, some teams might be on the brink of, yeah. you know, one, two, three Cancun. Who knows? But we will see you all <laughs> on Friday. Until next time, everybody. Take care.
1: Be safe.